0: who can it be now who can it be na- oh hello everybody welcome to the home record podcast i think that's the wrong song uh yeah that's it's the right band but right the- band wrong song uh, okay all right, well. That was
1: Overkill by Men at Work, uh, one of my favorite Men at Work songs.
0: All right, well, that was close, I guess. Anyway. Close
1: only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, buddy. Uh,
0: well, that that's true. So, everybody, I am the Golden Greek Alexarion and I am joined by my beautiful, lovely trophy wife who's looking at me with an annoyed look on her face, the lovely Monique. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, you didn't see that coming, did you?
1: No, I didn't.
0: That's why I did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tremendous.
0: Yes, so how are you doing this week?
1: I am good. How are you?
0: I am fantastic as always.
1: I'm kind of excited.
0: Oh yeah? Why is that?
1: I got an awesome book. Last week I went to go visit my brother, who is awesome by the way.
0: You got an awesome book? Yeah. You're this excited over a book.
1: The girl who doesn't like to read, I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't like to read. I do not. What was it, last week I was saying to you, you need to, because you kept complaining about how, I never remember anything. I'm having such a hard time remembering stuff and forgetting everything. So I said, well, you need to stop playing those quote-unquote brain games on your phone and maybe start reading a book because that'll do wonders for your memory.
1: And I'm like, no, I don't read. I don't like to read. It's not my thing. I've never been big into reading.
0: Yeah. So now all of a sudden you are this excited over a book.
1: Well, let me explain.
0: Okay, please explain.
1: Last weekend, I went over to my brother's house to go pick something up. And I explained to him a project that I'm working on. I'm making my own runes for divination. As we're getting the stuff that I need, we go back inside his house and he's like, hey, I got something for you. I'm like, okay. Thinking, what could it be? He gives me a book. He said, it's a book that his friend wrote, a partner on the police department that he worked with. And it's called Runes of Steel. And he's telling me about this book and it sounds freaking awesome. I got really excited about reading it. That was on Saturday when I went over his house. On Sunday morning, I started reading the book, and I was done by early Monday evening. I read the book in two days. It was so good. I did not want to put it down.
0: That I can attest to. Yeah, you were very excited about this book. You're still very excited about I this am. book.
1: It's so good. It is such a good book. I don't want to give anything away about it. I'll read the synopsis on the back for everybody, but I'm not big into reading. And this book captivated me. It was filled with action and magic and all, all these awesome pop culture references, all these great things. I loved it. And I'm started reading it again.
0: You're going through it a second time?
1: Yes, because it's so good.
0: I am a huge reader. I love to read and I love books. I don't know if I've ever read a book that fast i I mean i've reread books but i've never gone back and reread another book right after i finished it and i don't think i've ever been as excited as you are about a book
1: i love this book
0: all right well
1: i absolutely love it. well let's hear a
0: synopsis let's see if you can get me as excited about this book
1: let's see if i can read uh this properly without messing it up too much terrorism can strike anywhere even in a city full of magic Appearing as another sleepy Massachusetts mill town, Llewellyn harbors a secret. It is a haven for the mystical and the supernatural. Its proximity to an interdimensional nexus allows its inhabitants to survive between the ages of magic. Wielding runic weapons forged by his own hands, ex-cop Mike Brennan returns when the city of Llewellyn suffers a series of magical terrorist attacks. With a devastated police force and a city in shambles, Mike must rely on his family and some unlikely allies, including a powerless professor of theoretical magic and an apprentice druid not even old enough to shave. As events unfold, Mike is forced to face the dangerous consequences of his past actions and decide whether to once again take up the badge and the burdens that come with it. Together, he and his allies work to stop the attacks and discover who is behind them, but the enemy always seems to be one step ahead and has some rather unique allies of its own. I only messed up a little bit. Hooked on Phonics worked for me.
0: (laughs) Wow, that was all right. So with
1: the story, the main character, Mike Brennan, I think of as like Bruce Willis meets Ash from the Evil Dead movies.
0: Bruce Willis as a, a particular movie character or just Bruce like, Willis the of actor
1: like all of his characters like so Die like, Hard like, okay. and like a lot of like that type of character Okay all right and just the, the characters all are so interesting and I'm reading this book and I'm playing the movie in my head mm-hmm. and it there was just so much going on and I'm reading so fast it's like I'm reading the pace of the action that's going on it, it was really cool there's so much
0: i mean if you're this excited about yeah. it and the way you're describing it to me i'll i'll give it a shot i'll give i'll give it a read as well i think that's the hallmark of a good writer if if you're able to get your audience that engaged and that excited and and you're able to i, I wish we had video right now because you're <laughs> you're beaming I wish I, I, could make, this I wish I could make you this happy.
1: You do. Oh, <laughs> you do. No, I just, I, I think it's because I'm just not into books. And I found something that it fits me. my My personality, my imagination, the things I'm into.
0: They're all kind of in here in one way or another.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. they reference, he makes a Buffy the Vampire Slayer reference. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. That was it. You were sold like, from that. <laughs> oh no, like a comment about John Wick. And it's funny because you're reading some of the stuff and I'm thinking like John Wick and then, oh, a reference pops up. It's very smart. Like I said, it's action packed and there's just so much good imagination in there and it's just really neat and fun and exciting. There's
0: so much good imagination there. Yeah. What? That's, that's the, the best critical <laughs> review I've ever heard of a fiction book. There's so much imagination well, in there. And I
1: say that meaning like...
0: <laughs> there's so much imagination. It's imagina- fiction, it's oh, fantasy. They're awesome. talking
1: about magic and there's maybe stuff that you've heard of before and then you're st- there's stuff like, whoa, I've never heard of that and that's really cool and... It's just something neat to think up of. It's really neat.
0: There's so much imagination in there. <laughs> that's phenomenal. <laughs> All right. Well, th- no, that's that's good. That's great. And and uh, I am
1: not. This is why I'm not a writer.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I went to Drake at public school system. I'm not very very good with words.
0: Oh yeah. Sure. Blame it on the school system. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Great. Well, and, and I'm and,
1: smart in other ways.
0: Y- sure yeah yeah you're smart
1: at least i could read the book i figured that out
0: you figured out how to read so that's good yes fantastic
1: and and this is why i'm not a movie critic i
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's so much imagination in there there was there's a lot of movie making in that movie (laughs) that tv show was really tv-ish
1: full of characters
0: there was characters and stuff
1: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right oh my
1: face hurts
0: <laughs> again this is why we need video so eventually we're gonna have to get to work on that and see i guess,
1: I guess so yeah just <laughs> but yeah I, I love this book and i also wanted to mention this book is available on amazon you can download it or you can get the paperback which well, up, like
0: a kindle you mean yeah yeah for kindle sure okay
1: my brother gave me his book to borrow but I immediately, once I started reading it, went on Amazon and I bought a copy for myself.
0: That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always so good to support the people that actually make the art, yes. be it a book or music or, or movies or anything like that. And
1: especially somebody local.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, you we always like want to support local local folks. and I mean, it's somebody that's close to your brother. Yeah. And I think he, he's expressed interest that maybe we could possibly get him on the podcast. Yes. So we could maybe talk to the author of this book. Yes. And that would be that'd be pretty cool. Oh, I, think. I have
1: so many things yeah, that I can Oh,
0: I am just gonna sit out. back on that one. <laughs> I'll just I'll just hand over the microphone to you and him and And
1: and speaking of him, Jack Cullen, he's having a book launch this Saturday, and that is going to be at Coffee and Cotton in mill number no. five, which is two fifty Jackson Street in Lowell Mass. And that's from five PM to seven PM on Saturday, June first.
0: So Saturday, June first? Yes. five to seven
1: five to seven at coffee and cotton in mill number five in lowell mass so if you're in that area you want to come out to this book launch go i will be there i will have my book and yes i'm going to ask him to sign my book
0: all right that's great
1: i'm well like we were saying you want to support somebody it's a friend of my brother you want to support him but the fact that i love this book so much i just it's like i want to buy a bunch of copies and just give them to people.
0: Yeah, no. I again that I'm big on supporting local stuff, whether it, like I yeah. said, whether it's music, uh, independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the world I came from.
1: Support local support artists. Support local, local arts, support local artists. Local
0: businesses. Local businesses. Exactly. You always want to. They may not be right next to you, but these people are your neighbors. They're people that are in your community. Community, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And it's important to support. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's great. And like I said, I think maybe one of our first guests will be Jack Cullen. We're gonna have to talk to him and see yes. hey you want to come on the home record podcast
1: yeah and if you want this book he is on twitter jack cullen books so at jack cullen c-u-l-l-e-n books and he, you can go to amazon and just type in runes of steel in the search and it's r-u-n-e-s of s-t-e-e-l runes of steel search it buy it read it and i guarantee you're gonna love it
0: sounds good yeah all right so you weren't a big reader when you were a kid?
1: No, I mean, I read R.L. Well, Stein Other than R.L.
0: Stein, Books
1: like that. Mm, no. I, I, my parents went to a video store. I got to watch movies all the time.
0: So movies influenced yes. and shaped who you are today. They you'd say more did. than reading books did.
1: Yes, they did. And there's, we were talking about the topic of today and listening to the radio, Men at Work Overkill came on and it just kind of popped in my head how you overthink things And I did that because of a certain movie I watched as a young child.
0: What movie was this?
1: George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Huh. Believe it or not.
0: How old were you when you watched this movie? I
1: think I was seven.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. This movie. What the hell were you doing watching that movie at? My seven parents went to the video
1: store, They bring movies home. S-
0: so you, just, they just let you watch whatever they brought. <laughs> it home? It was
1: awesome. hey, Monique. To get you, Bob. Here,
0: here's Faces of Death.
1: No, well, they <laughs> wouldn't let me watch that one, and I was <laughs> <Here's>, so mad.
0: <laughs> what the? Like, here's all these horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the? F- <laughs> okay. <laughs> like your parents are fantastic. I love them. They're awesome. But it like, was the eighties. I guess. <laughs> so yeah okay so that movie you watched and what happened with that movie so i
1: watched that movie okay and it was scary but it was really good and after that
0: (laughs) what a great description (laughs) it was scary but it was really good really
1: well okay so
0: (laughs) So, so what what about it was scary what was good
1: (laughs) the fact that the dead could come back to life and eat you all right this movie Completely changed who I was as a human being, okay and you're thinking to yourself, "What the fuck it's a movie about zombies, but y- i yes. I watched that movie and it scared me to the point where I needed to have a plan. Alex, you know, I am a planner. I like to have plans A through Z, yeah, and then backup plans one through a thousand.
0: yeah I have backup too.
1: plans for my backup plans, backup plans okay. I needed to prepare. If zombies did happen, I needed to be ready to protect my family. So what I would do is I would try to make a plan. If the zombie apocalypse came about, I wanted to be ready. We lived kind of near a cemetery, so... I thought, okay, it would give us time to prepare if word got out before they got to us, if we could get communication to us, that they were on their way. But at the same time, it could create more zombies so you could see my conundrum.
0: Can I ask a question? Yeah. what, What would bring what would cause the zombie apocalypse?
1: I don't know. So, well,
0: well, like in the movie, for example, what caused zombies, people to become zombies?
1: They they don't explain, but in Return of the Living Dead, it was a chemical. Is this the one where they talked? Yes. Okay. I love this one too. So in Return of the Living Dead, they talk, but it was a chemical um, from a canister from the army. There was like a zombie in a barrel and they open it up and it releases this gas kind of chemical. They breathe it in and it, Goes out through a vent and then it rains and pours down on the cemetery and makes the zombies come to life.
0: Makes the dead people turn into zombies.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. Makes the dead people into zombies.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yes. All right.
1: But so I needed to have a plan for zombies. I would look at everything in the house. I thought of what doors could come off the hinges so I could board up the windows.
0: How old were you at this point?
1: Eight or nine. Okay. And I thought if we needed to get out of the house, I could climb out my window onto the roof and jump down and get into the car and drive like we could drive away. The car had to be close up to a certain point, but I I had all this in mind, how much food and water we would need to have in the house to survive if we wanted to barricade ourselves inside.
0: You were eight or nine. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
1: So I would try to have a plan and... Moving forward, anywhere I moved, when I moved out of my house, I needed to have a plan on what to do if there were zombies.
0: So you're saying this continued into adulthood? Yes. Is this still something that is in your mind?
1: Well, no. A friend of mine, he and I loved learning about zombies and watching. Basically, we just watched zombie movies.
0: (laughs) So so you loved learning about fictional things? Yes.
1: Yes. We would watch all these different zombie movies. As time went on, more and more movies came out, you'd realize there were different kinds of zombies. You'd have more of the Night of the Living Dead. They're slow moving. They're kind of easier to get away from. It's just when there's so many of them, that's where it becomes a problem. But then you have Return of the Living Dead where they can move kind of fast and they can talk. And then they had movies like... 28 days later and those things can run really fast. There's all these different kinds of zombies. And we decided to write a book about them all and our thoughts on what you could do to survive a zombie apocalypse. And we were going to get take pictures of ourselves with lab coats and monocles and call ourselves zombologists. So while we were doing this, I'm in the process on my computer typing up my book and what comes out? The zombie survival guide to the apocalypse or I, I think, that, was that the name of it?
0: You fucking looking at me and asking me <laughs> like I know?
1: It was this book about surviving a zombie apocalypse. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was something along those lines. And I was like, motherfucker, that was my book idea. Granted, they went a different way than what we were planning on going on, but basically you get the idea of we were trying to tell people about all the different classifications of zombies and your best way to survive.
0: The fictional Zombie characters. Yes. Got
1: what actually helped me was as an adult working in veterinary medicine, learning about anatomy and the way the body works, is that if there were anything to reanimate a corpse, there has to be enough muscle to if it's just bones bones can't just move together with nothing holding it together there has to be enough there to hold it together and enough i guess muscle tissue and electricity inside the body to get it to move about and if you have really old bodies it's in the movies they kind of come up they're all bones and everything that's way less likely it's more about the freshies the ones that just died you have to worry about
0: the freshies yeah yeah
1: well the, that's what i called them the
0: freshies wow all right well i didn't envision uh being 15 minutes into the podcast and this is what we'd be talking about but okay all right so you're a you were almost a published author
1: almost
0: but somebody took your fucking zombie <laughs> idea so
1: i got like wow a quarter way through the book and i'm like ah fuck it <laughs> Never mind.
0: Wow. Somebody
1: already did it.
0: Okay. And you had to get into veterinary medicine before you realized that, yeah, this zombie thing probably couldn't happen.
1: Well, for the dead coming out of the ground. So that's why I'm less afraid to live near a cemetery now.
0: I was going to say, because we live... Right across the street from a damn cemetery. Yes, we do. It's literally, you look out the window, you can't see tombstones, but they're right on the other side it of the took decades of the to layer get to of trees. the point
1: to be okay to get to live by a cemetery. And
0: now we go, through, we go on walks through yes. the cemetery all the time. Yeah. Like I go nightly for walks through the cemetery. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I never cared about zombies or anything, but.
1: I, for the longest time I did. And my motto is prepare, not scared. I wanted to be prepared.
0: For the zombie apocalypse. Yes. You know, there's still people out there, and and if you're one of those people and you're listening, I don't mean this as an insult, but there's still people out there that prepare for the zombie apocalypse.
1: As they should. All right. Because think about it. Even if zombies didn't happen, there could be some type of crisis where you might need those supplies. You might need the stuff that you have.
0: Well, I'm not saying not to prepare for a crisis. I'm just saying... If you're preparing for the zombie apocalypse, mm. you might have seen too many TV shows or movies. That's Your all I'm parents saying. may
1: have owned a video yeah, store. That's all,
0: that's all I'm saying. That's all, I'm, not, I'm not discounting you. I'm just saying. That
1: I feel like the woman in Ghostbusters 2 in the beginning <laughs> where Dr. Vankman is interviewing and she's saying how the end of the world happened because an alien told her at the holiday in Paramus. I feel like that woman right now talking to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that's well. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to respond to that, but uh, I'm good for you, I guess.
1: righty then.
0: Moving on. <laughs> well, but th- this right here, this 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 just kind of shows you how crazy I am. <laughs> yes, everybody. This shows you how crazy my wife is. How
1: much my husband? How much of a saint my husband is to put up with my craziness?
0: Yeah, she's nuts. But in all seriousness, though, think about it. A movie. Influenced your thinking for how many years of your life decades and it took you decades just to kind of get over that Irrational fear.
1: Mm -hmm. I would think about night lay in bed and analyze everything on how to protect myself and my family
0: Think about that everybody listening How influential movies and tv shows are to people you may not even realize it Something you watched on TV or a movie, especially at a young, impressionable age, can actually really fuck with your head. Really? That's, wow. Well, that's crazy.
1: Well, think about movies. You're watching a movie and then you see a scene. Do you ever get chills? Sure. And it gives you like that crazy, almost like butterflies feeling in your stomach.
0: Not in a while, but sure. Yeah. But I know what you mean.
1: They have that ability to conjure that kind of emotion inside of you.
0: Yeah, I mean, if a movie or a story is told correctly, sure, absolutely. I mean, that's effective storytelling.
1: Yeah, but it affects you. It affects you physically. It affects you mentally.
0: And just think about that. How how crazy is that, that you watch, again, in, being impressionable in a young person, it's incredible the influence that this kind of stuff can have on you think about that i mean i as a kid we talked previously stuff that we watched as kids tv shows and all that kind of stuff as a kid i, I was into superhero tv shows and you know superhero movies and stuff like that I was into comic books so that kind of helped to influence and shape who i turned into i got into pro wrestling i got into working out Eating right because I wanted to look like my heroes did on TV or in magazines or the movies, right? Now you have kids that are, I don't know, like what are what are kids watching now? I mean, we kind of shelter our children. We we kind of screen what they're allowed to watch and we what they're do. allowed to see.
1: We well, if there's something new, we'll watch it with them to make sure it's okay to watch. If there's something where we feel it's just not appropriate for their age yet. We won't let them watch it. We try to stick to educational shows for them. But then we'll put in fun stuff like Scooby-Doo where we know it's okay for yeah, them to watch. Yeah, but
0: I mean, like if you think about it, like all the stuff that's on YouTube and I mean, there's so many things now that kids are that kids watch and with the internet making everything so accessible.
1: Well, part of it is not just that. There's all these different things to watch and listen to. Kids, I think now are just bombarded by so much around them. They yeah, have sensory TV. overload. Yeah, they have sure. TV, and they're on their computer, and they're on their phone doing things. It's like nonstop.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's constant. And it's then crazy. we think, of,
1: yeah, and we think about what they did before there were TVs. I mean, we know what it was like before internet, but before TVs, what did people do? And it's like, oh, they they worked. They kept busy.
0: They they <laughs> they use their the imagination. <laughs> yeah worked on their farms, had simple, happier lives. It's like, think about it. All the stuff nowadays, everything's so fucking manufactured. You you, you, know, you have the news, which is, come on. Anybody with the fucking halfway decent IQ knows that the shit you're seeing on the news, it's, it's bullshit. Come on. <laughs> really? I mean, think about it. It's all manufactured bullshit.
1: I feel like we just all Everything. need to go back to a simpler time before yeah. we were so easily manipulated.
0: Absolutely. Like, if we... Like, you know me, I, I'm not into the social media. I had a Facebook at one time. I've been off it for years. I just, it's all that stuff. It's just such such a fucking waste of time. We're, we're all here for a short amount of time, if you think about it, in the overall scheme of things. And to sit there face down looking at your phone all the time or sitting down and watching TV, it's like, what the fuck are we doing?
1: As we promote our show yeah. on social media, well,
0: yeah, I mean, but that's a tool now that you have to yeah. use. It's that's just how where society's gone. It's it's kind of crazy. Like, mm-hmm. where are we going to be in never mind like, fifty years? Where are we going to be in ten years? Look like how feel, fast this has all happened.
1: Yeah, and I feel like people need to disconnect more, not just from social media, but from movies, from radio. Just kind of get outside and enjoy nature a little bit more. Yeah,
0: but that you say that to people now? They're like, "What are you fucking crazy? I gotta yeah. I gotta catch the next." whatever show was on or yeah. you know or the latest video game that came out i gotta go play the video game or whatever yeah. and it's like hey listen more power to you if you're into that kind of stuff that's great but it's there's there's less of a balance nowadays for people there's no balance when you and i were growing up there was the four or five major tv no not even there was like abc nbc and cbs mm-hmm. i don't even think fox was around yet. it didn't come no. around till later on and you had those three channels, and that was about it. And if you if you were lucky enough to get cable when you were younger, you had a couple of more channels. But that was about it. And and even then, you didn't watch TV all the time. You'd watch your favorite shows here and there. Yeah. But you'd you, go outside you and play. You'd be outside playing. Yeah. But I remember it would be like,
1: cold and kind of wet outside, and my mom would be like, go out and play.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, same here. Absolutely. But
1: do you notice, too, how if you look at houses that are built now and developments, there's no yards anymore. There's, no. like, small yards. It's almost making it difficult to let your kids go outside and play because you don't want them out on the street where they're going to get hit yeah
0: yeah it's it's yeah it's incredible but yeah yeah you're right you know and i never even really noticed that as you just said (laughs) it i never i never thought about that but yeah you're right yeah. it's it's incredible how just society's changed it's like what why why has it gone this way what's going know. is there is there some master design is this Maybe? you know every of course there's got to be something another conspiracy it, but, to yeah, not, unravel yeah exactly another conspiracy to think about and talk about but i mean think about and talk about that kind of shit not what do i do if there's a zombie apocalypse you know what i mean <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying. But seriously, if you think about it, that's that's what I mean. We're so distracted by all this other stuff that really, if you take a step back and you just kind of look at it, doesn't mean a fucking thing in the overall scheme of things. It's it doesn't affect how much gets taken out of my paycheck and taxes. Mm. It doesn't affect how much money's in my bank account. It doesn't affect anything. Nothing. It's just, it's a manufactured reality. So
1: did you have any movies that influenced you? I don't think to the point I was influenced, but did you have anything, uh, even as a kid, that influenced you that maybe changed the way you thought?
0: I don't really think so. Nothing Nothing like at your level. I mean, you as a kid, you watch certain movies and you, you go out and play with your friends, pretend you're that movie character, that kind of thing. Sure, but... I mean, I don't think there was anything to that level, really. No, I I used to be really, I, I used to like action movies and a, any kind of TV show that had any action or stunts and that kind of thing. I always thought that stuff was fascinating, seeing what people could do, Daredevil kind of stuff with their bodies. I was I was always fascinated by stuntmen and things like that. One of my favorite shows as a kid, which I forgot to mention in our last episode, but The Fall Guy with Lee Majors, where he's the unknown stuntman. Hell, we named our son after his character in, in that show because well, I that loved it so much. Well, that, that was, was part of the reason of it, we named it. him. Well, that was my reason.
1: That was your reason and then <laughs> I had my own.
0: Right. But, yeah, I just, nah, I never, I don't, I don't think there was anything really that, I don't know. May, maybe it's just because I didn't watch enough to be that influenced, I guess. I don't know. I was more of a reader. I liked reading books. So, I was always into reading more than anything. I... I'd I'd preferred reading to watching TV show. I guess I was weird like that, but.
1: I don't think it's weird. I think just depending on the kind of household you grew up in. I grew up in a house that my parents owned a video store. So we got to, we had so much access to movies. So that's what we did. We watched movies all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I I get that. For me, in my household, we, both my parents worked all the time. So I was a latchkey kid. I was kind of left to my own devices most of the time. And that was just kind of what I chose to do. If I wasn't outside playing, I was inside reading a book. Just always liked reading for whatever reason. I still do. I'm still a big reader. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really allow movies or TV shows to influence me that much, I don't think. I mean, I watched a lot of Nick at Night when I was younger. So that's kind of where I learned my manners and stuff like that.
1: I remember you telling me, because Alex is such a gentleman and when we started dating and he still does it to this day but will open the door for the car door for me and he just little things like that where it's he's such a gentleman and he'd say I learned it from watching Nick at Night and I loved it because I watched a lot of those shows too and I love the 50s and 60s and just the style and how the men were back then and it was so cool and
0: yeah yeah well but but it wasn't a pickup line that was no it's just how he was and that's literally that that's the truth that's what that was
1: the coolest thing
0: i didn't have like my my dad was always working my mom was always working so yeah i'd watch tv shows and that's kind of where i picked up a lot of social cues and stuff like that as a young kid that i still hold to this day and i don't don't know so i guess you could say maybe that yeah now now that we're talking about it a little more and delving into my psyche and my past mm. a little bit yeah i guess maybe those kind of things kind of had an influence on me because i saw i liked how people acted in those type of shows it you, people had manners and people were polite and respectful to each other it wasn't all people insulting each other being mean to each other it was more it was a i guess a simpler time if you will i don't know but yeah i guess you could say maybe stuff like that influenced me a bit or a lot i guess yeah yeah yeah. So
1: you are influenced, but in a positive way. And,
0: yeah, I'd like to think in a positive way. I would like to think that's a positive thing. I, I think so. I don't know. But. And
1: I, at least we have we have three boys. So you can use what you learned from Nick at Night and then teach them. So they'll have their father teaching them how to be a gentleman.
0: How fucking ridiculous is that? <laughs> you could teach them what you learned from Nick at Night. Yeah. I, again, <laughs> going back to think, think of think of that if if you're if you're an aspiring movie or television writer out there think of the the potential influence and power that you have Should you ever gain any level of prominence in that kind of a field or industry? Think Mm -hmm. about that.
1: Well, I mean, think about the podcasts we've done. We've talked about movies and they've influenced our podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about like Spielberg and Jaws. Was there, were people scared to go in the fucking water before Jaws? Were people scared of sharks? Probably not. I wasn't alive back then. I don't know. But think about that. I watched that fucking movie and I didn't want to go in the water after.
1: That was, yeah. So,
0: okay, maybe there's another one. That one influenced me. Speaking
1: of Spielberg, a movie that influenced me, The Goonies. I think that began my love for pirates. All right. <laughs> no, I actually, I really like pirates and I studied pirate history. I, I used to buy books about pirates so I could actually learn about the real pirates. And for those who see me, I have some pirate tattoos on my arms that just represent my love for them
0: fucking Spielberg. Yeah. Another one. Jeez. Yeah, but really, like what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So, if you're an aspiring movie or television show writer or whatever, yeah, you could be the next Spielberg and yeah. influence another generation or two to come.
1: You have no idea the effect you could possibly yeah. have on the masses. Yeah.
0: It's pretty nuts if you think about it. It is. But think about like before before like sp- movies, all right? Or TV shows there was radio so yeah. you had to well think of war of the Worlds. War of the, yeah war of the fucking worlds right yeah, yeah. like that and what that, whole that thing. did holy shit yeah think about that what was yeah wow fuck war of the worlds sorry I, i'm just kind of like yeah fuck Could you imagine being alive back then and hearing that on the radio, not coming in at the beginning when they said it's a teleplay or whatever, and just coming in as the, oh, the fucking aliens are invading. I think the first thing
1: I do is look out the fucking window and just be like, I'm not seeing shit.
0: Well, yeah, of course. But again, it was taking place in whatever town. It, It was like a fictional town or something, right?
1: But regardless- and i think this says something well, about it,
0: it, if it let's say I, I now again it could be i don't i don't remember what state or what the town was but let's say it was taking place in fucking illinois and you're in new hampshire and you look out the fucking window oh well there's no aliens here well no fucking shit because it's in illinois that but they're i'm talking ready for the about. fucking zombies but you're ready for the zombies so yeah <laughs> so you're all set so yeah. you have nothing to worry about so you're not even looking out the window you're like ah come to no, my I'll house no
1: i'll be like zombies aliens just double tap yeah, you're like
0: yeah just just come on by I, i'm ready for you fuckers yeah. But yeah, think about that. And and I'm sure that 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 had to be some kind Mass of a social hysteria. experiment. Yeah, think about it. it. Had to be a social oh, experiment well, of some you, kind.
1: I'm sure most people know the conspiracy that it was a social experiment to see how people reacted. And then because it went so sour, they were like, "Oh no, it was just we were re- it was fictional, and we were telling a story." And because they just wanted to see how people would react.
0: No, because no, because Wells at the beginning of the telecast, they said it was a fictional story. They said Said it at the beginning.
1: Well, it, they I, never, wasn't it, I wasn't alive then. I didn't hear that. No, no,
0: I I know, but I'm just saying. Like I've I've read articles on it and stuff like that, and it was they said it at the beginning.
2: Oh.
0: but I I want to say that, and they they went the commercial breaks and everything. They did all that. But people still freaked out.
1: Well, think about the commercial breaks. Whenever something big happens. Oh, my God. The fucking
0: aliens are coming. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, we'll, be back, we'll be right back. Right after back. a
1: word from our sponsors. Yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah. And then the fucking
0: Ovaltine commercial comes on yeah. or something, you know, whatever it was back yeah. in the 20s or 30s. But
1: yeah, it, there's a lot of power that can be held over us if we allow it to.
0: Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's
1: crazy. So I want to ask you, you yeah. said you were a big book reader. Yes. I want to know your top three books you'd like to recommend.
0: Ever? Or like now?
1: Anytime. Jeez. Between now and when you first started reading. No, that's
0: impossible. There's no, no. I don't... You put me on the spot, and I'm I'm gonna. I'm. Yeah. This is a guy
1: who has like tons of books. I do. he Loves to
0: read. I do, but again, it. I read stuff when I'm in the mood for certain stuff. So there's nothing that I can go. Oh, this fucking changed my life, or this was, nah, because ah, oh, geez, boy, top three, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, ultimate bodybuilding is one. It was by Joe Weider and Bill Reynolds. That's a that's a book that basically taught me all about bodybuilding and nutrition and that kind of stuff and I learned how to do all by like, all different bodybuilding exercises and stuff from that. I I want to say I got that book when I was like 13 or 14 years old. It's this big like It's thick a huge book. encyclopedia and it's fucking awesome. I I'll still look at it from time to time if I want to remember how to do an exercise that I haven't done in a long time. Yeah, that, I'd say that one was probably one of the top ones. Again, if you're going to ask me top 3, I Jeez. Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper was another one. That's one that pretty much got me into conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's a famous book. I mean, I, I, a lot of people have read that book or have at least heard of it. And if you have not read it, then fucking go read it. It's it's It'll fucking blow your mind.
1: Can you believe I have not read it?
0: Yes, I can believe it because <laughs> what the fuck do I you don't read? read? You don't read, so yeah, I can believe it. But maybe, maybe I'll
1: put it on my list.
0: Seriously, that that movie will fucking blow your m- movie. <laughs> that book will blow your mind. It's crazy, and and so much of the stuff that he talked about in that book, and later on talked about in his radio show, because he had like a ham radio TV show or TV. Jeez, I keep going back to that. See how much fucking in shits in my now. brain now? Uh, but no, he had a a, a radio show. And he would talk about all kinds of stuff, elaborating on things that he wrote about in his book. And so much of it came true. It's pretty It's pretty uncanny. It's almost like he knew Like the stuff he said in his book actually was true because so much of it has come true. I'm going to
1: have to read it now. Of course, I'm going to read Runes of Steel first, and then I'll read Behold a Pale Horse. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm telling you, Behold a Pale Horse, It's. you could read it and if you were told, oh, this is just fiction, you'd be like, oh, wow, it's pretty fucking cool. But the fact that it's real. Makes it cooler. I guess, or scarier, one of one one or the other. I mean, like I said, he talks about a lot of crazy stuff in there.
1: I guess it's all about perspective. I like to stay on the positive
0: side. <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, and if, for a third one, I, jeez, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have number three. Uh, I'm reading an awesome book right now called Relentless by Tim Grover. That book is fucking awesome.
1: What's it about?
0: He's uh, Tim Grover was the coach for Michael Jordan. Okay. He, so this book it's like about mindset and just having like a, a take no prisoners kind of attitude, and it's it's pretty it's pretty intense. It's pretty cool.
1: There was a book that he, you were reading to our boys, and I loved it. I thought I thought it was so great for them, and. Was the guy who wrote it a Navy Seal?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, the Warrior Kid books. Yes, the yeah, Warrior yeah, yeah, those Kid. Are those are good. good. Jocko Willink.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we have it was two books that we have.
0: He's got a third one coming out. Oh, I've already I've already pre ordered it awesome. so that we can read that one too.
1: If you have kids, these are great books to read to your kids because it teaches them
0: discipline, work ethic.
1: Yeah, to to you know not be lazy. B-
0: believing in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Working hard, diligently every day to better yourself. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff like that. Well, like, let me, hang on, I've got it right here. Going back to Relentless, not not the Warrior Kid books, but the title is Relentless, From Good to Great to Unstoppable. And on the back, it doesn't have like a super long synopsis, but a bunch of quotes from different players and stuff like that, or people that he's coached. The synopsis says it's packed with unparalleled insight into the mindsets of the most successful and accomplished athletes of our time. Relentless shows you how even the best get better and how you can too. And uh, I'll just read the top quote from uh, Michael Jordan. Quote, I consider Tim Grover to be second to none in his knowledge of sports training, and he was an invaluable part of my training program. End quote. And fucking Michael Jordan, whether you liked him or not, I don't give a shit. He was the best basketball player of all time. So, anyway, yeah, that's the that's the book I'm currently reading. I fucking love it. Like and
1: when you talked about it, that's why I thought The Warrior Kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I I fucking love this book. It's it's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. Like I wake up every morning at four thirty, and I the first thing I do is I make a cup of coffee, and I come down and I sit and I read. That's that's my thing. He does. So that yeah, that's what I'm reading right now, and it's it's awesome. Gets me fired up for the day. It's pretty good. Good it's good stuff. So I highly recommend that book for anybody that gives a shit and cares. What about you? That's my, that's my three.
1: From The Girl Who Doesn't Read, I actually have a few books. These are probably the most recent books that I've read, aside from Runes of Steel, which is my top favorite book. Okay. The most recent that I've read is Coffee Table Tarot by Melissa Sanova. So I did tarot. I started tarot when I was about 19, and I did it for a while. Was, everyone would tell me I was spot on, and I stopped. And then when I got back into it, I felt like I was in a good place to get back into reading tarot. I wanted a good book to kind of, it's like riding a bicycle, but you gotta learn how to get back on. And this book was awesome. So whether you're into tarot or if you're not into tarot, it's still a really good book to read because when they talk about the cards, there's really good lessons that you can learn. So even if you don't wanna learn how to read tarot, It's just a really good, interesting book with good life lessons in it. And that's Coffee Table Tarot by Melissa Sinova. Another book I really enjoyed reading was by a friend of ours, Sean Gorman, Until We're Strangers Again, a Uh, memoir.
0: Yes, yeah, good book. That was
1: a really good book. I remember when it came out, I ordered it and I didn't want to put it down. (laughs) I think I was on maternity leave with, our second son. Yes. And I think I read it in two days. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I did
1: not want to put it down. It was so easy to read. It was really entertaining. It kept my interest. And it's just our friend talking about his life as a manager in professional wrestling. But also other things. And it was really neat because you'd be reading or like, oh, I know this person. But even if I knew nothing about him or anyone involved in the story. It was still such a fun read.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a very talented writer.
1: Very entertaining.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and if you ever met him, you know he's a fucking entertaining guy. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. (laughs) I love Gorman. Oh,
1: he is awesome. Sean, if you're listening, we love you. Yes. And I guess my third book would be a book that you got for me when we first started dating.
0: What book was that?
1: Physics of the Impossible by Michio Kaku. That's right. This book is fucking awesome. It's basically a book on physics, but the way he explains it, he breaks it down into layman's terms so you can understand it. I'm reading this book like, I feel like a fucking genius. I feel really smart because I understand physics now. Because of just how he breaks it down and makes it really relatable and really easy to understand. That book was awesome.
0: Yeah, he's he's good at that kind of stuff. He, I remember listening to him a lot on uh, the old Art Bell Coast to Coast AMs, and yeah, he was one of my favorite guests because, again, he ha- he just has a way of delivering information that the layperson or the the uneducated person would would understand. I don't give a shit about theoretical physics or physics of any kind; I could care less. But I could listen to this guy talk all day about it. See,
1: I'm interested in it because, like, he talked about time travel, and in th- again, in theory, one of our <laughs> favorite phrases in the past couple weeks. Yeah, it just explaining how, in theory, time travel is supposed to work. It's just really neat. So there are a lot of really cool topics. And I think time travel is very interesting. And reading that book, you start thinking, oh, shit, I think we can learn how to make time travel a reality. I think we can do this.
0: Yeah, he, It he, makes
1: you feel that smart.
0: Yeah, he he definitely has a that, that man is very intelligent, very smart, and very talented because he has a way of presenting that kind of information.
1: It did for me what I guess MacGyver used to do for you, how <laughs> yeah, it made yeah, you feel yeah. really smart. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Going back to our last episode. Yes, yes, if you good, haven't heard it, go check call, it out.
0: Good call back there. Yeah. Michio Kaku. Yeah. Physics
1: of the impossible.
0: Yeah. So those are your three? Those are my three. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So your three, my three, my three are just random, just pulled <laughs> pulled out of thin air because <laughs> I, I don't know. I've read so many damn books and, and it's like I was telling you, I get kind of in a mood or, or I go through like phases where, I okay, I want to learn about this and then I just will read like everything I can about this particular subject and the one thing one thing that I always go back to is autobiographies or biographies I like learning about people from the past or even from now you know current present day type people and I, I like to see how they got to the point that they got to wherever they are or or what, how they accomplished certain things athletes for example, I really like reading those kind of autobiographies because I like how reading about different stories about how they came up, how they trained, how they, Persevered and got to the point of where they became successful or the best or the most notorious or whatever. Whatever they're known for. So I I like a lot of books like that. Uh like I read Arnold's autobiography. That was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But yeah, that that's I'm more into stuff like that. Like you know me, I like when I sit down like with your dad, I like to hear about stories from his life. I told him.
1: Yeah, I told him he needs to write a book.
0: He oh yeah, your dad absolutely. But but I mean, like anytime I meet people, like I like to hear their stories. I like to hear stuff that they've gone through in their life because everybody think about it. Everybody's had, everybody's got a unique story. I
1: was just gonna say that everyone has gone through something in their life. Yeah. And you see a lot of things about these people and how they've been so traumatized and they've gone through this or that. But the thing is, it's not trying to like one up anybody, but we've all gone through shit and everyone has a story. And I mean, I think it'd be cool if just like everyone just kind of wrote their story and everyone could read everyone's story. But I know a lot of a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable doing that.
0: Well, it's not even that nowadays. Everybody tells their business and tries to one up each other that's what that's what it is now now it's a hey look at me like that you know whether it's a positive or a negative thing that's just the culture we're in now so but no those are those are the type of books for the most part that i enjoy is autobiographies and biographies getting back on topic yeah and what about you like any particular ones you enjoy well obviously you don't like reading but
1: I just needed to be entertaining. I needed to keep my interest.
0: So for you, it's more of an entertainment kind of thing. I guess.
1: I mean, it can be an autobiography, but it has to be interesting. It has to hold my interest because I'll get bored.
0: Like who would you be interested in reading about? Like an autobiography, for example. Who would you like to read about?
1: I'm thinking. Well, like one thing is like Betty Page, but I've read about her not necessarily a book about her, but I've read different things about her.
0: All right. What about her interested you that you had to read about her?
1: Oh, well, she was the pinup queen. I loved Betty page. I'll I'll share a fun little story for you guys. Sure. Growing up as a teenager, I loved pinup girls, like old classic pinup girls. And I loved Betty page loved Marilyn Monroe, but Betty page was my girl. In my room, I would print up pictures of Betty Page and put her on the walls in my room. So my room was covered with pictures of like pinup girls and a lot of Betty Page.
0: Your brother must have loved you. <laughs> when you weren't home, was he in there a lot? No. You know?
1: But he was in the <laughs> Marines. I remember one day, my dad's in my room and he's just looking at all these half-naked women on my walls. And he's like, Betty Page. She was a lesbian, you know. And I'm like, no, she wasn't actually. But it was just funny cuz I think <laughs> I was like, and who cares if she was? And it's like I just I just I appreciated the beauty and the art. I she took she the style she had, her signature bangs, the pictures she did, the Artists who capture who used her to capture these wonderful wonderful visions There was so much beautiful art because of her and I appreciated that
0: All right, so Betty page. I love Betty page if there is a book about Betty page or an autobiography you would read it
1: I guess it depends on who wrote it.
0: What about Elvira
1: you got me a book about Elvira, but did, it's mostly pictures.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say, did you read it? <laughs>
1: yes, I oh, did. Oh, okay. but, but it was but mostly it, pictures. But pictures.
0: But if she wrote not a biography, would you read it? Yes, I would. Okay. I love Elvira. Yes. Okay.
1: I, another movie as a little girl. Oh, boy. I, in the Mistress of the Dark movie, I loved her car. I wanted her car so bad. I didn't even know how to drive. I was just a kid. But, oh, and I just thought she was so awesome. And she was a badass woman. She could def- take care of herself and she would stand up for herself and for others. But she was funny and sweet and she had style. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> Great. So, Elvira. I love Elvira, Elvira. Great.
1: Mistress of the Dark. Awesome. But I, I guess I would read books on certain pirates. It doesn't matter who necessarily as long as it could capture my interest and keep me going. Because I've been surprised. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I'd be interested in that. And then I find something I am. I'm open to things. But if I'm reading something, I'll give it to a certain point. And then by a certain point, if I'm not really that into it, I'm just going to put it down.
0: So if you're reading a book and you're... 20 30 pages in and it hasn't captured you interest. you're you're done i'm done you won't give it any time
1: sometimes i'll try to go to like the middle and the back to see if there's any pages that captivate me
0: oh really <laughs> yeah. you're one of those
1: <laughs> but for the most part i'm just like okay i'm not doing this
0: so that's why breaking bad you did you watched one episode and went fuck this one and done okay so no patience is what you're saying
1: I have two speeds, as I've been told, fast and instant. And I guess that comes with my attention span as well.
0: All right. That explains a lot. Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good time to maybe start signing off for this week's discussion.
1: Yeah. I know last week we ran a little long, but I'm looking now we're almost at an hour so.
0: Wow, oh, yeah, oh okay, well. so so we've rambled on about stuff for almost an hour
1: Hopefully you enjoyed listening to us Yeah,
0: hopefully, I mean, yeah, shit, we just sit back and talk This week was a little bit more, or a little less structured, I should say than.
1: But than, it was still fun had.
0: But hey, I had fun, sure
1: You learned how crazy I am
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious <laughs> Yeah But now, now we're, we're, we've delved a little more into your at psyche least,
1: At least I'm open and comfortable with it Yeah
0: Sure. That's.
1: I feel like everyone's a little crazy to some extent. Some are just more fun crazy than others. Yeah. And I feel like I'm fun crazy. Yeah. I
0: think you're a fun crazy. Sure. Alrighty. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You're a fun crazy. Phew. You're, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> but yeah, at least you're fun. So that's cool. But uh, anyway, if uh, people want to get a hold of us or give us any feedback.
1: Go to dot homewreckerpodcast.com or follow us on twitter at homewreckerpod
0: yes and
1: we're also on instagram and that just search homewrecker podcast and you can listen to us on itunes podbean spotify google play and wiretap radio
0: yes wiretap radio that's w-y-r-e-t-a-p radio
1: and with that i'm alex arian's trophy wife monique
0: and I'm the Golden Greek Alex Arion, and you've been listening to the Home Record Podcast. Welcome
2: to a night of total terror. <coughs> night of the living dead, the dead who live on living flesh. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. The living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. Night of the living dead. Our adventure in fear. An experience in shock, more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Night of the living dead. A night with the dead who cannot die. A night of total terror. of the living dead.